0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number seven of the Elevate podcast, the podcast that's out to document and elevate the human experience through conscious conversation. I'm your host, Hayden Humphrey, and today I'm incredibly excited to share with you my conversation with Ali Karbasi. Ali is the founder and CEO of We All Code which is a Chicago-based 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to sparking curiosity in coding among kids aged seven to 17, with a particular focus on girls, students of color, and low-income students. Ali founded We All Code in 2013 after 10 years in the corporate sector, working in the advertising and technology industries, as well as a startup focused on the internet of things. Additionally, Ali runs the monthly sold out public speaking event, Ignite Talks Chicago, where 10 speakers have five minutes to share their passions with the audience while slides advance behind them every 15 seconds. In this episode, Ali and I talk about finding your passion, focusing on creating instead of consuming, and the importance of having a supportive community. As always, thanks so much for choosing to spend your time with us. It truly means a lot that you're here, And I can't wait to share this episode with you. Ali, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for inviting me and letting me be here. It's been a a fun trip this far. Yeah. Yeah. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. Uh, You know, hurdles come and go, but... uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a growing week, mm-hmm. and next week's gonna be more fun. And yeah. I love the feeling of a week coming to close mm. and the next week coming. Like I look at it as like New Year's every mm. week, which is the weirdest thing. Right? Nice. I love that reset. Yeah. Um. So I look forward to the weekend because we're you know I'm you know the business is heavy during that time. Um. That's when we actually do our events. Okay. Oh, cool. um, so. The weekends are a separate thing. So for for me, I get like these two of the, two New Years, right? Mm-hmm. I get like this Christmas on you know Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and I get this New Year's reset on Monday morning. Yeah. So like Sunday night, I'm like, all right, Monday, I'm gonna do this, this, this. I'm gonna get this done, that done. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's awesome.
0: And it's like. Um- it's like the normal, it's like writing the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not, like also understanding there be times when you're down and yeah. you're resting and yeah. uh, and then going back into a new week and creating something different and right. new for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, um, and just
1: understanding that, you know, just what you're saying, like being down, there, there's times where I have the luxury for, you know, working for myself and having the company where I can say, mm, not feeling today, mm, right? I'm yeah. Gonna, go read for a little bit, or I'm going to, you know, just go for a walk, walk my dog or just watch some useless, excuse me, useless YouTube videos for like an hour or two and get into work at 10 maybe.
0: Yeah, was having that freedom and flexibility. Mm -hmm. I would totally agree. And it's interesting too. you know, when I think about how work is typically structured, for so many folks who are in the nine to five uh, um, piece, there's this idea, I think, well, I think it's kind of silly that there's this idea that that's how we best function Mm -hmm. is ever, you know, getting up and going to going to work and starting work at nine Mm -hmm. and then working eight hours and then leaving at five, like, it's just not our natural energetic rhythms. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, myself as an entrepreneur as well, like having the freedom and flexibility to be able to say, like, hey, I, I'm not feeling it today. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm feeling a lot of resistance today. Yeah. I'm gonna like take a break yeah. and go do something else for a while.
1: I mean it just comes down to, you know, for for anyone listening for your people, the the thing is like, yes, that's awesome, but what people don't understand is, you know, entrepreneurs, you're working
0: mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: It's not like I'm not feeling my nine to five, right? And then you're like, I'm not feeling it today. So you take the day off and then you chime in next day. It's mm. like, you don't feel it today, but you'll start at five o'clock. yeah. And you got to do some work from five to nine, right? <laughs> yeah. And the next day you're doing, you know, 8 a.m. to midnight because you feel, you know, and again, it's based on who, you know, who's talking, but it's like, mm. you might feel like, oh, I took yesterday off. Yeah. I shouldn't have, yeah, right? And there there's that self-love of, you know what, yesterday's over, Mm -hmm. today I'm going to do the regular work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And we say that, we all want to stick to that, but we all tend to work, you know. Almost like almost twenty-hour days sometimes yeah. it's just insane. Yeah,
0: yeah. And the entrepreneurial piece of it, um, I know, isn't relatively isn't isn't new for you. But you were in corporate, correct, before you yeah. left yeah. and started your own yeah. um, organization. Yeah. So I'd be curious too. Well, one, like, what, what you know, what are you up to now? Mm-hmm. Um, and also to hear a little bit more about like what actually prompted you to decide to leave corporate and go off on your own.
1: Yeah. So um, I've been in tech for a long time. Um, And tech in all its, you know, breadth of what it is. So that could include, you know, things I've done, you know, in a tech shop when I was, you know, young, where all they did is turn out projects for other people, right? Um, All the way to working in advertisements and, you know, in the ad world, the Mad Men style ad world, where we're dealing with, you know, what is the user, what is the audience going to see? And there's a lot of tech behind that. Um, all the way to physical and digital spaces. Um, you know, I went from the advertising world to you know, a startup dealing with Internet of Things before we even had a term for IoT. Um, so understanding what are people and what are sensors and what do sensors do in, in the space of people and understanding how people move and create and all that. So there's a lot of art and science and just storytelling in there. Um, and then going into the product world, right? So dealing with airlines and logistics in airlines, what if, you know, how do you get packages from A to B and packages being people or things, right? And the reason why I left is I, was, I started, while I was at the advertising company, I started a nonprofit called We All Code. And it was something I did on the side. And I loved it. It was like where my, you know, when the day sucked at work, this is something I looked at. Mm. Um, or when the, you know, day was awesome at work, this is something I went in with more energy. Um, and it was also something I could like talk to people about. Um, so we all code is a nonprofit teaching kids how to code, uh, or focuses between age seven and seventeen, and with a big push towards girls and underserved neighborhoods um, here in Chicago and actually a little bit further outside of Chicago. Um, and we chose that seven to seven, 17, mainly because that's a big group of students that are not served. Mm. So once you turn 18, you're an adult, there's a lot of knowledge out there. You can go take a boot camp. You can go do you know regular college, university stuff. You can actually go get entrepreneurships, right? You can. You, you, at that age, you can go for a job and get an internship, even mm-hmm. if you don't know anything. Um, and also, a lot of online resources are aimed for you know, adults. They're using bigger words. They're not defining words with the understanding, like, you know what this word is. Right. But does a seven-year-old know that word? No. So, you know, when I started it, I, it was mainly because I, I looked around a room, and I was the only brown person there. And I was, you know, one of the men in the room, and it wasn't many women, if if any, um, in the tech sphere. And it just bothered me because, you know, especially in advertising, you're you're really you're just you know segmenting people, right? It's like mm-hmm. this car will sell to this type of person, mm-hmm. and this is the message we want to convey. And then when you're, you know, when you're a person of color and you look at it, it's like. Uh, why, why are we looking at this? And you're trying to convey that, well, that's doesn't define me or that's not my experience. And, you know, I look back at technologies that I've worked with, not in advertisement, looking at like uh, IOT things and, and, you know, sensors and digital installments, or even products like cameras. I looked at, you know, who I worked with and who was working on that software. It was mostly white men. And we were like, you know, I was just thinking it's like, that's a, a problem. We're not thinking about mm. the the average user. Right. 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 And so that and then seeing through my, you know, high school, college, seeing the number of women in the industry and you know, in the profession was just so low mm. and having so many friends because I, I also have an art degree. Mm-hmm. There are females that are, loved the idea of producing art with code or bring, learning how to prototype something. Um, but they were scared mm. because, you know, that's for this type of person, right? Yeah. Um, so all that had been bothering me since I was in college. And, you know, I was doing little things here and there, just like getting meetups and all that. Yeah. And it just came to a point where I'm like, I need to, you know, shut up and do something. Mm. Uh, so that's when I, you know, started the nonprofit and, you know, with a couple of friends coming in and like, hey, what do you need? What can we do together? Um, you know, putting I put on a couple of events and they sold out. And they're, you know, sold out for us. They were all free. So they were filled up. Yep. That would be the right word for it. Um, and it just grew from there. And when I was at the you know airline company, I was like, you know, I love the team. But realistically, the product wasn't calling me. Mm. And. Even that wasn't the biggest problem because I've worked on projects that "Mm, they're not for me. I get it. It'll be over soon. You know, I'll do the best for the client or for the product Mm. uh, or the process or the people. But what was calling me was the nonprofit. Mm. It was growing, growing to a point where, you know, I was taking, you know, I was taking vacation days to work work. on it. (laughs) I wasn't going on vacation. I was, you know, you know, and. It was insane and you know i had a, a mentor that said you know this is one of those put up or shut up you know mm. either this is this will be your side thing forever and that's totally fine you can have a side hustle or you quit and you put every cent you have behind it mm. and that was scary yeah that was scary yeah um yeah so for me you know i talked to a couple of friends that you know that made the jump or you know a couple people that made the jump and move came back out right they did their own thing they're like not for me i'm gonna you know you've met people like that yep yep um and it was a couple of my good friends advisors mentors that were like what do you need right now and for me it was I'm, i'm you know i'm The typical first generation, I'm like, oh, I need to make sure I'm stable, right? (laughs) Pay rent, you know, make sure I have food and I have my savings, you know, IRA, everything set up correctly. And it was was such a stupid comment at the time was, I'm scared I'm going to run out of money. Mm. And, you know, a couple of them said, what do you need, like, for you to make that jump? Um, And one of our board members was like, I will write you a check right now if you need it. And I never like again from a from a you know from a product kind of point of view from a person that always made their own paycheck. Yeah, I'm like no, but maybe someday, mm-hmm. oh. right? And it was those people that said, "I believe in this, and I believe in you, yeah. and I'm willing to put money behind it, money that again we we don't have, but we will give you." That made me like, you know what? This is a people believe in this. Mm. So I think I needed that push where you know, you know, you know, clients that you have that just need that push. Mm. They're already hustling. They're already running around mm-hmm. doing everything. They just they're scared, mm-hmm. and they need that safety net. Mm-hmm. And that's what I right now, you know, outside of the nonprofit, what I try to do with you know people I meet and people I mentor is like, if I see them doing it and they just need that safety net. I'll promise them some things that you know I will never promise anything I can't do but yeah. I know certain personalities like you just need that promise mm. and that feeling of a safety net yeah and I will tell you and I'll give you that safety net but I know you won't ask for it yeah but if you do yeah <laughs> I, it's I gotta cover you know like I, <laughs> I'll put it aside knowing that this is earmarked for that totally um but yeah it's it's been a lovely, lovely journey. That's awesome. And I, I love it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, the, like the thing that I hear in that is there's this piece that's obviously very important to you, this thing that you love, coding and technology, being able to bring that into a community that you want to support and serve and have their voice heard. Mm-hmm. And it becomes this question of do I go out and do this thing where I don't know exactly what it's going to look like or do I stay and have the stability that I know and it's not as risky and what have you and it becomes what I find so interesting is and I think a big piece of what keeps people in the I'm going to stay stable and just continue to do this on the side is it's like worst case scenario thinking a lot of times it's like well if I go out and do this then you know X could happen and Y could happen and you know I could lose all my friends and no one would want to be with me and you know blah 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 Um, when it's so interesting because in reality, like that's so not likely to happen. And especially when you're surrounded by people and surrounded by a community of people who have your back, who are there to support you and serve you. And I just think that's so cool and so admirable that you are now in a place where you can give that to other people because it's, it's literally just the, Hey, I've got your back and it's going to be fine. That allows people to actually take a step back and choose something other than fear, which results in all of the amazingness that, you know you've now created yeah yeah so that's really awesome i mean
1: i i heard all that but I, the one thing i heard that like really hit home which is hilarious for me which is the hey you know you have that fear of like all my friends will leave me and i will lose you know all my money and i will live on the street mm-hmm. and you know none of that is bad yeah. right but, you know most people think is that's the worst case scenario but what's hilarious is even the people I know that are running, you know, multi-million dollar companies still feel that. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You know, it's it's in there and we're, the imposter syndrome is heavy. Mm. You know, I, I talk to, you know, again, you know, us as, you know, executive directors, CEOs, you know, we try, to, we try to surround ourselves with other, you know, people in that same sphere just so that, you know, when we do need to talk about something, it's not, we can talk to someone that is dealing with it. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know sometimes people look at us as, as like, Oh, CEOs are hanging out with CEOs as snooties. Like, mm-hmm. no, most times like we have to fire someone. How right. do I do this without feeling like I've ruined their life? Right. Or, you know, how, how, how do you pay, do payroll? Like, yeah. Yeah. Do we hire for them? Or, you know, like how much insurance is good insurance? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like, and it's hilarious because half the time they're like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, like, or, Oh, uh, wait, like I talked to, I will never call out this person. This is a couple of years ago. I was talking to someone that had a nonprofit for like five, six years. And, you know, I had just started it up and, you know, our, our, one of our board members was like, you know, you got, you know, we need to update our insurance and all that. And I, I was talking to this person. I'm like, so what's your insurance? They're like, Oh, you know, I got homeowners and I got health. And I'm like, no, no, for your company, for like your board. What? And it was like, they had no insurance right and Mm. they had a lot of equipment they had you know active board i'm like insurance should be something on your radar and they didn't know Mm. and no one told them right because no no one's like unless you're in that sphere you're not thinking about it totally right yeah what's the you know the the classic like do you hire someone for contractor or or consultant or full-time part-time all this stuff you know, most people aren't thinking about. Mm. So that's why, you know, you surround yourself with people that are dealing with that. Um, but, you know, bring it back. A lot of us are, you know, we're figuring it out mm. or we're hiring people that can figure it out. But half the time we're like, we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. Which is the, the classic of like when someone becomes a new parent. Mm-hmm.
0: Like You're like, oh, I'll just... <laughs> Okay. the second uh, second kid second third yeah, kid you we'll, know you we'll got do here better next time <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, this is why people start like eight companies yeah. right like okay this is what i learned for a first time on the eighth one yeah it's <laughs>
1: like okay we won't hire this type of person yeah or yeah, it's like
0: a totally different approach to how you think about creating a vision or a path for your life mm-hmm. and i think that you know the interesting thing when i look at a lot of the folks you know i went to a um, for your business college, and a lot of the folks that I graduated with went on to work at larger professional services firms, you know, banks, like the typical kind of corporate route, which is totally great and and fine. And what I realized is like, oh wow, I've spent the majority of my life. Um, you know, learning how to operate within a corporate system really. And like how to be a good employee. Yeah. But when it comes to creating something on my own or being an entrepreneur, I just, I didn't necessarily have like the, the hands on training to do that. Yeah. You know, that said, I was really lucky in that a lot of like my, um, a lot of my family members are entrepreneurs. Like my mom's run an online retail store for close to 15 years, wow. and is still running it. Yeah. And so when I, you know, when I was like, "Hey, mom, I'm going to leave this super stable job with great <laughs> yeah. benefits, and you know, go do this thing that I don't even know what it looks like," yeah. it was like, "Okay, cool, got right. it. But yeah, sounds it. great. Yeah." <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's this whole idea of like, how do you redefine normal yeah. and actually start to surround yourself with people who yeah. are on the same yeah. page and want to create the same
1: types of things. I think. Normal shouldn't ever be used on people, mm. just never. Mm. Um, because what is normal, and you know, what is the American dream, or what is the thing you're supposed to do? And I think everyone's just gonna run your own journey, right? Um, the everyone's running their own race really hits home for me because mm-hmm. you know, as an entrepreneur, you're always trying to grow your business, you're looking at you know, the Every day you're looking at the day task, but you're looking a week out, month out, a year, five years, 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, while you're looking, you realize like, oh, I should look at my competitors. And what you see is the rosy outlook, yeah. right? It's like, oh, they're killing it on Instagram, right? I should be there. But the real is like no one on in their Instagram says started the business Five years ago or like just started my business.
0: $100,000 in debt. Right, right. Like there's (laughs) no like, you know,
1: sheet that says all their problems. Yeah. You you look at it like a, oh man, you got like 10 million followers or like 100,000 followers Mm. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They could have been on Instagram since the beginning. Yeah. Or this is, you know, they're using hacks or whatever. You don't know, right? Maybe this is literally all they're doing and they're doing nothing else on Instagram, right? But because you're thinking about Instagram this moment because you're mm-hmm. looking at your, you know, your followers or mm-hmm. whatever, you're looking at the rosy outcome. Yeah. And what happens is in business you're looking at, "Oh man, this person, you know, got this grant or this person just closed this deal." But you have no idea their story, mm-hmm. right? This, this could have been a 5-year deal that they've been working on, mm-hmm. right? Or that's their dad. Or that's their cousin at the other side, and that's yeah. how that deal was made, Yeah. right? Yeah. Or maybe it's not as lucrative deal as you think it is, right? but you're always comparing yourself. And right. that's why I, I'm, you know, and it's hard because I, I do this too. It's like, I'm comparing, but I have to remind myself, like, you don't know the privilege or the amount of work they put in. And you just got to, you know, do the work, put in the work. I had
0: a uh, had a conversation with a guy uh, who had started a podcast recently and, you know, this is my first podcast and, uh, you know, I'm talking to him about the number, you know, his growth and who yeah. he had on the show and, you know, he's talking to these, you know, crazy, crazy people and uh, I felt this sense of like, oh man, like, what, you know, what I'm, what am I doing? Really? Like, you know, I've got these awesome people and, but like, I don't have the downloads on, you know, whatever it was. Right. And then he goes on to tell me, he's like, yeah, this is my second podcast. And I hired a coach specifically to launch this podcast. Right. So it's like, there's all of these like contextual pieces yeah. that just, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, there's no reason to compare any of that. No. It's just, you know, we're both running our own race yeah. and it's
1: great. Ultimately it just comes. Yeah, I agree with what i just said myself (laughs) yeah um no i I agree with what you're saying (laughs) and the the thing that i constantly remind myself is you got one life right like what are we racing towards Mm. right everyone's running their own race but realistically what does your race look like Mm. right Mm -hmm. and you know some people are like oh you're just racing to the graves like sure if you want to think about that but you know, look at every day. And it's like, why am I here? Mm. Right. So for me, my why is to make someone else's life awesome. Yeah, right. Nice. And am I like Mother Teresa or am I like curing the sick or help? No. I look at it from my point of view. Can I unblock someone from, you know, their growth? Mm. Right. Like, can I answer some questions or, you know, non, you know, people that are starting nonprofits reach out to me all the time. I get about one a week. Mm. Like, I, you know, my, your name was given to me. Right. I'm just thinking about you know, starting my own nonprofit half the time. I'm like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not worth it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You know, <laughs> just go for, you know, for profit. No. Um, but, you know, I, I will spend 30 minutes, an mm-hmm. hour with them. In you know, usually when they are coming to me, it's not like I'm thinking about starting a nonprofit. Like yeah. I'm about to file for a nonprofit mm-hmm. status or, you know, I'm thinking about doing a tech company. Um and, you know, I'll listen to them because I, for me, even though my my schedule's booked, you know, they'll find that time. And I think if I can help them unblock it, that's my one a day that mm. makes me feel good. Nice. And, you know, when I'm feeling down or when a deal doesn't go through or whatever, it's like, you know what? I helped someone today, mm. right? Or last week or, you know, it's like a proud father when you see a nonprofit grow that you've helped yeah, a little like, bit. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> <him."> yeah. um, <laughs> and, you know. Do whatever makes you feel good, right? Like, you know, they people joke, like, you know, you, you can screw around all day, but after a while, you're just going to get bored, right? Yeah. You can play video games all day. Yeah. And if you feel like you can play video games for, you know, for five years straight, maybe that's our profession. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, right. But, like, a lot of us, like, uh I can read a book or two, you know, relax. But after like the third day straight, you're like, I'm kind of bored. I want to (laughs) go. I need to do something else. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So that's usually how you can find what you love. Yeah, it's like, what can you do forever?
0: Right. Yeah. Sometimes the um, you know, I love this piece around like finding the thing that really lights you up and excites you. And you know, the other thing that you had mentioned was, you know, as a first generation, Mm -hmm. um looking at like how you were supposed to go about building a career oh, yeah. or like what stability meant or like what a good career was supposed to be. So I'm really curious for you, like what was that experience like in making the jump from full time into, you know, doing this nonprofit yeah. full time? Like what what were you up against? What was that experience like with yeah. friends and family and community? <laughs> yeah. You poked a bear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, my
1: parents still, this is year seven of mm-hmm. the nonprofit. Um, we're we're stable. We have employees. We're growing. Um, my parents still, you know, WhatsApp me and say, "Are you? Is it going? Are you okay? Like, you know, are you gonna like? Are you gonna go back to a job?" I'm like, "No, mom. Like, we're good. Yeah. You know, like I'm supporting other people's life right, right. now. Like, right. I'm past that point where like I'm not pulling in my own salary. Right? Mm. We're good." And they're very supportive, but a lot of parents, foreign parents, you know, and I wasn't born here either, you know, they're struggling understanding like because most countries, and you know, I'm just broad brushing this, people don't deal with nonprofits that often. You got mm. charities and you got government, right? So they look at charities as handouts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you got government, which you pay your taxes towards. And this nonprofit sector area, NGOs, um, you know, sure, they might be one, but they're usually huge. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're not asking for your money. They're usually going, you know, so most people look at nonprofits, again, my parents included it as your charity and you're just begging for money. It's like, no, 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 that's right. not how we <laughs> operate. We're, yeah. you know, we are a business. Just our main goal is not to make a profit. Mm. That's literally in the name, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so our, our, you know, my parents have been, you know, super supportive, but they're scared, right? Mm-hmm. Because they look at it as like, I left something I was really good at. Yeah. And now I'm doing something that is not that. But, you know, they just, they see the outcome and they love that, but they're scared. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, for them, you know, there's that normal mm-hmm. or that stable. Mm-hmm. which is you know bringing a lot of money right have a, a you know a c-suite position you know so that you know a lot of, and a lot of foreign people i've talked to um not every but a lot of them are yeah. struggling with that my parents want me to go to you know get my phd my parents want me to you know rise up into ranks but right. i don't want to rise up in, in ranks i actually love this job this position i don't want to be a manager because I don't want to deal with people. I want right. to be a programmer. I want to be artist. I, I don't want to be acd or whatever. And it's this this weight, mm. right? Yeah. Um and for me the weight was lifted in college when I'm like I'm just going to do my own thing. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. So like that competition between cousins and right. you know, people they knew you know n- knew and their cousins and their nephews and whatever. Okay. So Who cares someone has their doctorates Mm -hmm. are they happy yeah right which is our generation um and it's really interesting dealing with the next generation the young kids young students um we're our generation is are we happy so that's this is why you know they're making fun of us like oh you're you know these you know these kids are getting becoming baristas and like they're all like, driving Uber and Lyft right. and just hustling and all that. And it's like we're just trying to find something that makes us happy. Yeah. We just don't want to go 9 to 5, work for someone else, and, you know, die. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. literally. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> And we see our parents, and realistically, we see our parents not liking their job or their life or their, they weren't home, when we, and we want something different. Every mm-hmm. generation wants something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the current generation, from what I've seen, it's not that pursuit of happiness. Mm. They're, you know, they're like, we'll be happy, right? Because our generation is showing that that's possible. Yeah. Their current, from what I've seen, is they're looking at how do we move away from being a consumer, and oh, be a producer. That's really cool, right? This is why podcasting is blowing up. Yeah. Right. This is why. I mean. You know, I don't want to be the old man in the room. Have you heard about YouTube? Right. Like, have you heard about TikTok and Instagram? (laughs) It's like, this is why, you know, Facebook is on the, who's making money on Facebook? Mm -hmm. Barely anyone. Mm -hmm. But pop up an Instagram, right? You know, get, get on TikTok, get on Byte, get on these like new, new streams or whatever. Mm. Instant million follows. And then you got product placements and you got, you know, you can, whatever, you can be influencer if you want to be, or you could be, you know, take those and grow with it. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is, they're, they're not every single student or, you know, child right now growing up wants to do that, Yeah, but they just don't want to be consuming and just being that forever. Right. So just like our generation, not everyone's like trying to do their own thing. Yeah. Right but a big chunk of us are doing that mm-hmm. same with the, the next generation. So that's why, you know, I'm trying to give them the tools. It's like, Hey, you want to produce great. What do you want to produce? You want to tell your story, which is 90% of us. Like, right. We want to tell our story <laughs> Yeah. and want to, for you to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like, how do you want to do it? You want to build a game, right? Do you want to, you want to, you know, make a website? Do you want to, you know, do some multimedia, all this kind of stuff. Let's give you the tools. Because you know YouTube is—I don't want to simplify it. You know, it is simple. You point point a camera, you start talking. Now you want to get better. You get into some editing, some effects, storytelling. You learn Mm -hmm. about all that. But you know, to produce or do some, you know, like any any, any—if you want a prototype, yeah, you're limited, right? You're like, how do I how do I make a robot? And most people like I don't know, like. (laughs)
0: Hire somebody, right? Hire someone. (laughs) Buy a kit,
1: yeah. Right. It's like now we're you need the money, right? You need the expertise, and it's it's insane. So how do we remove that feeling of rich people get to do this, or I need a degree Mm -hmm. to do this? Mm -hmm. So like in our robotics course, it's like here's all the parts, realistically, and here's how we got here. Can you get these parts? Like, oh, yeah, we can get these parts, right? Mm -hmm. It's normal stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Screws and whatever. And show them, like, this stuff isn't insane if you can break it down. Yeah. Right? Rather than, like, hey, we have this, you know, $500 robot. You can buy it if you want. We're going to use this. We built our own robot because Mm -hmm. we want to show them it is possible to build. Yeah. And here's the hurdles we're running into. Yeah. Right? Showing them, like, you don't need a really high-end computer to make a 3D game. Yeah. Or a two D online game, Yeah. right? Tell your story. Tell you know. Tell, make it fun. You know, you don't even have to tell your story. Make a meme game. They love just meme, silly, scary. You know, whatever type of game. Great. Yeah. Be the cool kid in your group, making a bunch of you know, Freddy games or you know whatever the hot thing is that that five minutes. Right. You know. Right. Yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah. The uh. Well, the thing that I hear in that too is like the showing them it's possible. Like in all, you know, forms and facets. I think that that's such. I mean, it's the exact work that I do in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like actually supporting people and realizing, like, hey, it doesn't have to go that way, and you can completely recreate how it goes yeah. from here. And you know, in that case, it's like, hey, here's this thing that you are really interested in, and that you can use to. Express yourself and bring pieces of yourself into the world, and it's totally possible. It's just a question of like, where do you start, right. and how do you consistently commit to learning how to do it? Yeah. It's like mastery. Yeah. In a sense, just continuing to like have mastery over some skill. And the piece that I love about that too is like, in that in that journey and in that process of learning how to master a skill like it's the content might be different but next time that they go out to do something else like hey i've already i've already done this like i know how to get better at something i know how to learn something i know how to break it down yeah you know and they can now apply that to whatever else they're doing yeah
1: and i think once people realize everything is easy Mm -hmm. if you can break it down (laughs) everything right (laughs) not not everything is easy for you right like i'm not gonna go run a marathon but can i sure Mm -hmm. Right. Like, can I train myself to do that? And, you know, realistically, like, am I ever going to be an astronaut? No, that time has passed for me. (laughs) If I really wanted to, probably. Right. But anything's possible. Am I a great cook? Not really. Am am I a decent cook? Sure. Mm -hmm. But if I wanted to, Mm -hmm. right? there's tutorials online. Mm-hmm. you know i can just break it down right how, how do you make this dish everything yeah. steps yeah same with you know you want to make a table you want to get you know i watch <laughs> this is my relaxing thing on youtube i watch woodworking videos that's cool right like that's my that's my asmr right? nice. that's yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like am i ever gonna own a you know wood shop no right do i love watching people do you know woodworking mm-hmm. you know projects yeah mm-hmm. right it's like it is that feeling of like I did it, yeah. by watching them. Yeah, yeah. But it's the oh, I see how they did that. Like, how is that dovetail done? It looks insane. Oh, this person is showing me how to do it. If I really wanted to, I can go get that, you know, yeah. saw. I can get that wood, right? And it's you know, not you know, most of them, most of them aren't using thousand dollar stuff, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever, right? And that what's interesting about this whole consumer producer model, where the you know a lot of people are producing now on YouTube is you get this crazy stuff, um, like, <laughs> there's this, I don't even know what it is, it just pops up in my feed now, where this this guy uh, is sharpening random things as sharp as possible. Like he's making that, so I think he started with, I'm going to yeah, sharpen this that. knife, right, with, you know, yeah. this whetstone. Yeah. And then he goes from there, it's like, oh, you know, people, like, his, you know, he gained, like, 10, 20 million, you know, views on it. <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to make the sharpest aluminum knife, right? Like literally grabs <laughs> aluminum, you know, pounds it together and then makes a knife out of it and makes it super sharp, like where he can like cut a hair, mm. right? Or a piece of paper or whatever. Mm. And it's like, okay, but he's got like 10 million views, right? So like he found his thing, mm. right? I've seen other people that, you know, most of us are like, oh, you need to, again, depends on your bubble, right? Like if you watch makeup videos, right, which a lot of girls do and boys do, um, you know it's like oh to make it i either have to be a comedian or have to do makeup right but like if you watch you know if you're a gamer you're like oh man i gotta be a streamer right i gotta do you know get into e-leagues right but realistically everyone's doing different things depends on your bubble Uh uh-huh so like that person who was like a woodworker or a chef is like wait this person is just literally sharpening knives yeah and it's probably you know enough to pay rent (laughs) great awesome (laughs) right like you know, same with like, podcasting. Mm-hmm. There's like we look at the big podcasters that are mm-hmm. you know bringing in a million, two million dollars, you know, a month. And it's like I want to. That's the only thing I can do now. It's like, yeah, mm, no, you just gotta, you know, keep working at it, and you'll right. find something. Yeah, it's like
0: finding your niche, finding your version of that thing that really lights you yeah. up. And there's something that's so exciting about sharing that experience yeah. with someone else. Yeah, and I'm sure that's probably you know when you're watching these you know, woodworking videos, it's, you can tell that this person's really passionate and excited about what they're doing. And there's like this secondhand, like excitement about it. And like, I, re- I love, I mean, it's part of the reason I love having these conversations with yeah. people and talking to people is like looking at like what really gets you excited? Like what lights you up? Cause yeah. that's, you know, that's the whole reason that we're here. It's yeah. the whole reason that, yeah. you know, we're doing any of this. Um, it's funny. You're talking about YouTube videos. I was on a kick for a while. I was like, I was on an Adam Savage kick for a while. Yeah. Just like every Adam Savage yeah. video. Cause he's it's just like, all the tested. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just yeah. like, he's so excited about everything that he's doing. And yeah. it's so interesting. And I was like, I don't think I would ever do any of the things no. that he's doing, but it's just so fun to like be in that experience you know with him yeah. Yeah. we have
1: to remind ourselves that we all had this when mm-hmm. we were kids yeah. right you discover sour stuff like oh my god i want to have all the sour stuff yeah. right and there's a couple comedians who are like have you you know showing a kid melted cheese mm-hmm. They're like we could what <laughs> we can have melted cheese i've never heard of this melted cheese <laughs> now they want melted cheese for everything yeah, right? Yeah, yeah and you know how kids look at color Right. Or, you know, you should, you know, one thing that, you know, talking to a bunch of friends that have little brothers or little sisters, you know, like, I love exposing them to like music. Right. Mm. Or like, I showed my little, you know, little sister EDM for mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is this? Right. Where we're, you know, as we get older, it's, it kind of dies off. Yeah. You know, we're, we're always like, all right, I got to go to work. Mm. I got to pay my taxes. Mm-hmm. and you know, oh, I got to go on this date again where, you know, a lot of people are struggling right now. They're like, yeah. oh, dating is a job. Yeah. Job is a job. You know, a house is a job. And it's like kind of re- bring yourself back. Mm-hmm. What What is something that you love? Yeah. Look at it from a different lens, right? Mm-hmm. Rephrase it. You know, it's not, doesn't have to be frou-frou of like, you know, I love me and whatever, right? You don't, you can say that and not feel weird. Like, hey, I love talking to people. I'm just going to put some mics in front of it now and I'm going to put it out and I don't care who listens, mm-hmm. but I'm going to actually care who listens mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I want to do some work because right. I want to grow this right. and I want to add more people and I want to get a bigger studio and then see that excitement's coming in. Totally. Um, and for me, I was, I'm with you. I love seeing people's excitements. and it, it just feeds me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I run Ignite. And yeah. Ignite Chicago is a, is a five minute speaking event and the not the whole event, that'd be actually a fun thing. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome, yeah. And bye. Um, I wanna thank our sponsors and thank you for coming. Um, it's 10 people, uh, five minutes each, and the gimmick behind it is their slides auto-advance, so mm-hmm. they have 20 slides, 15 seconds. And the rules we have is you cannot sell something, mm-hmm. right? You can sell an idea, you can sell your passion, But you can't come and say, I wrote this book, right? Or I'm a personal coach and here's the, you know, here's my pricing levels, right? (laughs) And here's my clientele, right? But we talk about, you know, why are you a personal, uh, you know, coach? Why are you a health coach? Or, you know, what makes your life awesome, Mm. right? Or what is uh, underlying, what is your passion? And I love hearing those stories. Mm. I love, you know, there's... The whole breadth of like what we're getting, you know, the, the, the speakers, the ones I love is the person's like, I was Googling this and I discovered this whole new world and I wanna tell you about it. Mm. Right? Like, you know, do you guys know about you know Simpson Wave? You're like what Simpson way? It was like all right. Here's what yeah you know, yeah that that light up right Nice, yeah. Because the other way is like you know have you guys heard of you know you know multi level marketing? You're like yes I have. And you're like okay thank you. Here's my Amway and you know it's like no one cares. But it's like yeah. if you're you know if you're super passionate about that topic, you got five minutes. People can zone out for five minutes if they hate it, mm-hmm. but most people won't right. Yeah. And yeah. You, you know as long as you're passionate about it there's no topic that, you know, you can't make awesome. Yeah. Right? So like, uh, what was the one, we've had beekeeping, um, cool. though, my favorite, well, That's I have a, a lot of favorite ask ones. It, yeah. yeah, I have a lot of favorite ones. One of my favorite ones was, someone coming in, and uh, he's, he's the CEO of the company, but, you know, for me, it was like, hey, you know, just so you know our rules, no selling anything and all that. And he's like, no, 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 I don't even, I'm not going to even talk about the company. I'm like, Great, right? What you know, the the topic was related to it, and it was about the the stats and the price and the market of uh, first person shooter video game skins. Interesting. Aren't, are you following me? On this? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. like Call of Duty, yeah. all, all these games, yep. the skins on them, like the things people sell to yeah. make your gun look like, yep. a, like a desert gun or yep. you know, a, you know, a Vietnam gun or whatever. He's not talking about the game. Yeah. He's not talking about the players. He's talking about literally the market. That's so interesting. Right? Of that, the, the skins. And he's like throwing up stats and he's got graphs and, and like everyone's like laughing and having a good time just because he's showing them like this is a million dollar industry. Mm. This person is making like $100,000 a mm. month making wow. skins. Right? And that's what people are saying like, what? what? Yeah, like yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I, I can. I'm an artist, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I can put together, and it, you know, because he's so passionate about it, mm. you know, that's what you know brings out the crowd. Yeah, and I do love the the funny ones, right? Um, there's one person who who speaks often, not every month, obviously, um, but she, <laughs> her name's Megan Kelly. She's Chicago uh, native, and. The ones that she talks about, the one that always makes me laugh is when she's just mad about something or uh, she, she, the one that a lot of people talk about is she, she did a talk about her neck, right? Mm. And she's like, just don't, I, I will never do justice for this, but she's like, she just doesn't like her neck. So, you know, she's always wearing scarves and it's just her, her anger yeah. is funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So she's passionate about not liking her neck. Yeah. Um, the first ever talk she did was, can I swear on this? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Um, her, her, her topic was, my fucking cat. And the first slide was like a cat. It was a horrible picture of her cat. It's like, this fucking cat. And like, just went off about how awesome and horrible this cat is. And yeah. she was passionate about it. And people loved it. You know, you get people crying and like just, just dying of laughter. And you get the, the other ones that hit home um I forgot her name, which really it's uh she this um this person did a talk about how she had she's had so far seven names in her life Wow um and you know it's hard, it was hard to listen and we did the practice and feedback, but the topic was you know she has had seven names, and it's basically the story of her life you know she was born in South Korea. Um, was adopted so you got a name change mm. um, and then there was some sort of abuse not with her but like her parents and they got divorced so it got a name change and then she met someone you know later on in life and got married so the name change and then he was abusive to her so there was a divorce you got a name change and it's this like again it feels like you're watching a whole movie yeah it's five minutes wow right and The slides have to be there yeah 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 and you know people are like trying to put you know for her she had these awesome slides but her story was so amazing that you know my feedback was excuse me so my feedback for her was remove all the visuals and just put your name up Mm. so when the slides change you just see that that's so interesting so it's that quiet you're hearing her story name change right Mm. and she practices so well that it was like on point. And when she was dropping those bombshells of when the name change happened and why the slide would change because it's on, you know, 15 seconds, right? You get that chill in the room. Yeah. Right. Um, and my last one, I know there's a ton I love. Um, there's a gentleman who, you know, started and sold two companies, right? Million dollar exits love, you know, was cloud nine. And, you know, he was like, I want to get married. So he met someone, you know, cloud 10, cloud 11, just killing it in life, right? That What people consider, like, you, you got it. You got mm-hmm. everything. And, you know, his his wife can't get pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And then, if I don't butcher this, I think his mom gets cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then they find out the, the wife, you know, has a cancer situation. And then he's just going down this rabbit hole, right? It's just like, it's down, down, down pit, right? You know, and he started a new company that's failing. And it's like, it's like, you were up there, cloud nine. Now you're just down, down, down. And then you know, turns you know they get a you know they get a surrogate to you know have a, a kid. And then you know, mom beats cancer, the wife beats cancer. Surrogate has uh, they find out surrogate has twins, is having twins. And in the same week, the, the the wife gets pregnant. So now they have three kids, right? And it's like this bounce back. And the journey is like, you know, you just got to keep pushing, right? And that was his the moral of his story, right? Wow. And again, five minutes, right? So these people told the best, you know, like everyone's telling these awesome stories yeah. where you're just laughing, you're crying, you're, you know, your, your heart's growing or your heart's shrinking because yeah. someone, you know, they're telling you something horrible. Yeah. And that's why I love the event. That's why, you know, we sell out every month. Mm. That's why people keep coming back because mm. we don't put up the topics. So you don't know oh, this person's talking about video games. You don't know this person's talking about coaching or whatever or why bullet journaling is awesome, right? Or, you know, whatever. Podcasting is a new profession or right. whatever. Um, they, they don't know. So that's, they come in with mind wide open. And it's like, show me 10 things that I'm going to love. Go, right? And this is, I think this is why, why people like the internet, right? They get on Reddit, like, I don't know what I'm going to see today. Cool. It's always a it.
0: surprise. Yeah. yeah. Where did that idea come from? ignite
1: yeah um ignite is actually a seattle-based um organization oh. so it's not something that i started got it um i do it a little bit differently than any other ones that i've talk- mm-hmm. talked to so it's nationwide and i think other countries have started so the ignite brand um is open to mm-hmm. for anyone mm-hmm. they, they they have a couple rules as in like don't try to start another one in a city that already has one, right? Just Meet yeah, yeah, yeah. up with them, join it, yep. um, and then, uh, and then they have a couple rules with the the actual like logo. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. just full right. change. It. Um, if you are, just go start your own thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're open to let everyone grow um, and do their own thing. And I've talked to the the person that's leading the Seattle, and they do you know amazing stuff. And I didn't know that most other ignite you know, uh, branches or whatever, um, are doing it once or twice a year. And here I am like killing myself doing it every month and I'm loving it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm chatting with him and I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, running this every month. We're selling out. And, you know, yeah, a couple of questions, like, how do you, you know, how do you get your numbers h- higher? How do you, you know, how's your social media game? And, you know, he's like, wait, 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 stop. You're doing this every month. the hell are you doing this we're doing it you know they're doing it three times a year yeah and he's like we couldn't do four four would be growing us way too fast and you know a lot of you know like i think i don't want to butcher any city but there's cities that are doing it once a year Mm. wow and it's like oh okay when when there is no rules yeah you don't know yeah what's back to the norm like what is normal yeah right so for us the one thing is we're doing it 11 months out of the year, right? Mm-hmm. We don't do Christmas um, because our event is the last Tuesday of every month except for Christmas time, right? Um, the holidays. And uh, the second one is we're not tech-oriented. A lot of Ignites are usually tech-oriented. Not all. Really? A lot of, yeah. So I think... I don't know the history really well, but a lot of them in the beginning were, you know, like come and talk about something tech related, not pitch your company or pitch your idea, but like talk about something tech. Um, so when I when I started it when I took over here, um, because it was it was dead. Like when I spoke at it when I moved to Chicago um, the first time, and when I came back when I came to move here, um, there was like I was like when the update the website's not updating, whatever. Mm. So I reached out and the person that was running it, it's like, I, I don't have time, right? Um, so they just gave me the name, right? And, you know, I just put it together, right? Mm-hmm. It was completely different. Before it was at 1871. It was a very tech crowd. And being that I was in tech at the time, I'm like, I don't want to do another tech more thing. tech, Yeah. yeah. Like, I miss my art side. I miss my, you know, my photography, my speaking, my theater side, all that kind of stuff. So it's like, Let's bring in, let's do something fun. Let's like do something. It's the classic walk away and do something different. So when you come back, you can do something. Totally. Bring, you know, get your work done. Yeah. Um, So that's why I started. And, you know, it's a sense of community that I'm trying to build. Mm. And the sense of like every speaker should bring their A game. Mm. And, you know, I'm very picky on who we bring in. Right. Um, So, you know, we do need speakers all the time because, you know, every month 10 speakers yeah right we're we're going through a lot of different people <laughs> yeah. um but you know when people come in and submit their ideas if isn't if it is a business sell i say no thank you right you didn't clearly you didn't read the rules but if it looks like it's weak or it's like leaning towards a business cell like i give them a, a an out so like all right what is the underlying thing you want to talk about right, right? because you can talk about your business without saying here's my business right it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let's work through that, and mm-hmm. you're gonna be a better salesperson that way anyway. Right. If you can convince someone that they want it without telling them you want right. it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Enrolling them in the idea versus pitching or trying exactly. to convince them. Yeah.
1: yeah. You, you will never sell anyone, you know, a product. You want to have them want your the product. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You, know, you can't force a sell. Exactly. Um. Hence advertisement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that's why I love the event. It's this this push towards awesome people mm. and the community. And, you know, when we go there, we're all laughing. And, you know, I'm up there, like, you know, I'm emceeing the event. And it's always like either comment on what they just did or someone coming up. And realistically, when we and, you know, I want everyone to come see this. Uh, when they come in, when I do the the intro of the event, the the line I say is, you know, you're not here for you right the speakers aren't here for you Mm. you're here for the speakers oh cool right so if they fuck up right? and you know if they forget a slide or you can tell they just totally lost their train of thought um even though they've practiced for two three weeks straight um cheer them on right and usually we get that one person in the back and that's like woo! right like that's super cheering right um and we want that we we want you're there for them because The topic is awesome, you know, but it's hard to do something in five minutes. I mean, we've been talking for a while now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, bringing this whole conversation down to five minutes, that's insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: the the hard part for them is getting their thought through in less. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: The thing, well, it's cool because I think that I hear in that too, well, two things. Like one is like there's this coming together and celebratory nature of Mm -hmm. it. Like, Hey, like let's get together and just connect on something that somebody's passionate about. Um, and also creating community where people feel like they belong. And I, I, it's been interesting in the work that I've done as a coach and in the work that I do with people because what I'm starting to realize is like underneath any underlying well really underneath any fear the thing that's underneath all of it is this fear of not belonging yeah. like you look at any okay. literally any fear and at the root of it it's it's a fear of not belonging yeah. and so I think that that's something that people are so hungry for and the ability to put on an event yeah. and create an, a, a community where people can show up and feel safe and and feel yeah. like they belong to something bigger than themselves i think is incredibly important yeah like there's something that's like timeless in that in that gathering um so that's really awesome Thank That you. you know it's all around
1: that's yeah. really really cool yeah and it is that community it mm-hmm. is that feeling of like you know what it's five minutes right i can do whatever i want right it's it is beautiful for people like seeing people come month after month year after year yeah and seeing them grow and seeing the the ones i love is seeing that audience member for like the 12th time 13th time and then getting the email where they submitted oh nice and it's like you know after chatting with them after that you know we've reviewed and liked their talk they're like i've been coming to this for x amount of time and this is my like i finally have the courage to do Mm. this Right. It's like, oh, thank God. Like I would like I wasn't aiming for you to become a speaker, but you seeing like, oh, this is possible for me. And this is a supportive crowd where like my silly thing that I feel like it's not, you know, something that people won't want to hear about people like I know this is a crowd that wants to hear it. Right. Um, It's it's this feeling of. When I sat down and I I do this all the time, like when I start uh, start and think about I'm gonna do something new, I just sit down, right? Like, what is the goal for me, Mm -hmm. and what is the goal I'm trying to, you know, what is for the for the audience, right? The the why, Mm -hmm. right? The how will happen, right? The what is what I'm dealing with right now, but like the why, what Mm -hmm. is the underlying? And for me, for taking over Ignite and just relaunching it and just running it has been. I wanna f- that feeling of you know did you ever watch that 70s show? Yeah mm-hmm. you know we've we a lot of us had this when we were in high school you know that group of friends that you would have a central area that you meet right which that show was you know Eric's basement yeah. right but we had we all had our friends' basement or maybe a, a arcade or a ca- you know cafe or whatever or a gym or whatever we had this but then we would go off to college and you're like oh i got to recreate this but then we get into you know outside of college or if you didn't go to college you're just outside of the 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 place that that existed we don't have that we mm-hmm. have to reproduce it mm-hmm. and it's harder as adults because mm-hmm. we all have jobs and it's the whole classic like let's hang out sometime and yeah one of us got will, time next year exactly <laughs> right here's my calendar um, <laughs> this my why was i want to put on an event that feels like, you know, 10 friends are hanging out. Nice. And one friend's like, hey, shut up. I got a story. story to tell you. Right? <laughs> We've oh, all loved- had them it. like, dude, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what happened on the way here, right? I love and it. those are the stories. Like, yeah, five minutes goes by so fast. Yeah. I've told stories that are 15, 20 minutes right. long, right? <laughs> and the way I tell stories, they never end up anywhere, right? Um, but like that's the that's the feeling I want, mm. right? Just a bunch of friends hanging out telling insane funny or hey you know, here's some politics things that are on my mind. I want to tell you about. Or, hey, I just read this on you know on Wikipedia. Or, I just listened to a podcast about you know you know this virus or you know this you know hacking tool or you know mm-hmm. this health scare or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about it. Did yeah. you know about this? Yeah. And then it's the classic, like, oh, I did. Let me you know. Then you build it off to together. Right. Right. And that's the feeling I want. That's what I why I I hope people are getting that. Yeah. Where it's just a bunch of friends hanging out
0: yeah the um like when you think too about your the things that you're up to and you think about the impact that you want to have mm-hmm. i'd be curious like what do you see as your legacy or like what do you see as the impact that you want to leave and create i just want to be remembered no uh, <laughs> a million want, followers two I, million followers i want a statue of
1: me you know Saddam Hussein style. No, 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 I don't want that. I just, for for me, the legacy is, and this is, so I take on one mentee a year, right? This is like, we sit down and say, you have a year with me and you want to grow your business or you want to get into business or you want to get into tech or whatever, right? And, you know, pitch that. And, you know, I'm very selective who I pick up. But the end goal of that has always been, you know, i hope i've helped obviously mm, mm-hmm. but your job and you're walking away is you have to find someone yeah. that you will yes. help right mm. so my walking away and my legacy and whatever is can i help people so that they feel like they can help other people mm. right stand on the shoulder of giants that kind of style right yeah so like at the end of the day i want people to feel like i've added rather than subtract right um that's what I want because you know money is great I can buy things I can feed my you know family and yeah. feed my dog and all that but it's like you know money will you know come and you know I don't want make it that you know I don't want to make it pretentious or um you know anyone feel like you know that's struggling right now um to say like oh yeah just do what you love and money will follow but realistically if you put in the work mm. um and it might start as a side hustle, right? It might be something that you're just doing. It could be a side-side hustle, even, yeah, yeah. right? But if you put in the work, people are willing to pay for it. Right? Totally. Yeah. Because, like, you know, career coaches, how long have they been around, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I actually don't. Do Do you know how long? Like, it's, a,
0: it's new. Coaching is a relatively new industry. Right?
1: Yeah. But... A mentor-mentee, how long that's been around? Yeah. Centuries, right? Like, you know, we can (laughs) go back as far as been writing has been, you know. So it's like someone decided, like, hey, I'm really good at this. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, therapists are doing this for your mental health. But people want career advice, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I'm at that level where, you know, I've, I've run a couple companies and I'm successful or I'm, you know, I'm safe. I'm mentally safe or I'm whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you some advice. Yeah. And then after a while, I was like, oh, man, I got like 20 people coming to me every week. I got to pay rent. All right. I'm going to. So would tragic. you guys be willing to pay 10 bucks a session? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll gladly pay 100 bucks a session. Right. Profession. Right. right. It's the, I look at it as the difference between uh, amateur and a pro is you get paid. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you could be the worst photographer in the world, uh-huh. but if someone's paying for it, now you're, you're professional, right? Stamp of
0: approval. Exactly. Who cares, yeah. right? Like, yeah.
1: You know what? It's you know going back to what I said earlier is like, don't compare yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Someone's going to do it better. Yeah. Right. You could be the best photographer in your city, but you're looking on you know Instagram or whatever, and someone in a bigger city is doing it better. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's the classic. What do you want to be? Do you want to be the big fish in a little pond or the little fish in a big pond? Yeah. Right. Like whatever. Just just do what you love. Right. And yes, it's hard. But yeah,
0: which is a perfect segue, because um, one of the things that I love to end these shows with is uh, what's a piece of wisdom that you have for the folks listening to elevate themselves, their communities
1: and the world? Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I think it's what I said. Just mm-hmm. uh Trying to figure out what is the thing you love, mm. right, and what makes you happy, um, and do that. Not it doesn't have to be full time, right? At least do it once a week. Mm. So if you're a pet lover, go volunteer at a you know a rescue, right? And every nonprofit needs help, right? Every single one. So if you love dogs, right, you're like, oh, I'm gonna go volunteer, and they start seeing you like every week. Like, can you do a little bit more? And you're like, yeah, I would love to, and you never know, you, like a year later or even six months later, right. you're working for them, right? Right? Changing professions shouldn't be a big problem, mm-hmm. right? That the handcuff is a the golden handcuff is scary, right? It's that leaving the steady job is hard, but don't don't go thinking that far down, right? Mm-hmm. Just do what you love today, yeah. right? You want to empower kids, you want to empower girls to get into STEM, right? We're always looking, yeah. right? We have what. 200 right now 230 volunteers awesome and we're we need to double that this year Mm -hmm. because the demand is insane right so we do two to one mentor ratio cool so like that's you know if if you love what you do right that's great but if you hate your job or you're just you're not satisfied find something you love every day right and then maybe grow that yeah see if there's people that want to do it following those inclinations yeah it might not be even the first thing you do i didn't know i was going to start a nonprofit. i really didn't
0: surprise we're here yeah it's like okay yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. love that um and where can people find you
1: <laughs> oh yeah so um we all code.org is our website so we all code c-o-d-e um org and ignite Um, because they sit on each other. So the event, every, you know, every ticket, everything that we charge actually goes to the nonprofit. Cool. So we, we don't actually take that and put it towards the event or us or salaries literally goes after a class or to a student. Um, uh, yeah, you can find me there. I'm doing a bunch of other stuff. Just find me. Okay. Follow me. (laughs) I'll put all your,
0: I'll put all your socials in the, uh, show notes Yeah, yeah, Yeah. as well.
1: I barely update that. (laughs) I know that you're like, Oh yeah, go follow him on this. And then I was like. I don't think I've updated Twitter Hmm. in like a year two years. Instagram's private. Yeah. Facebook's private. Yeah. Yeah. If they want to email me. (laughs) (laughs) We'll
0: throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah, That's perfect. (laughs) Ultimately,
1: the easiest way to follow me is just to come some of these events or email me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Cool. Um, And the way that I love to close out this show is with acknowledgements. So um, are you open to me acknowledging you?
1: I would love that.
0: Cool. Thanks. Um, Yeah. Ali, uh, Well, first and foremost, like, thanks for your openness and transparency. Mm. Um, Like, I really get that, like, who you were in this hour and every time that I've talked to you is just, like, who you are all the time. Like, you're just, like, a very authentic person and a very authentic individual. Um, So thanks for, like, being a role model of that. Um, The thing that, that I'm super clear on is, like, your affinity for and drive to leadership and how incredible that is like living the life that you've lived and now looking at like how do I go out and empower and support these Underserved or disempowered communities to take hold of their voice is incredibly, incredibly important. Like, I think that's the work in a lot of ways. Um, they, oh man, I'm trying to remember where I heard this, but I was at a graduation ceremony for this organization, Year Up, which Mm -hmm. basically does skills training. And the gentleman who was speaking was like, you know, one of the biggest issues is that um, talent is spread equally, but opportunity is not. And so I just, I so admire the work that you're doing in the community to go out and serve these kids and these, you know, youths that might not have an opportunity to do so otherwise and doing it, you know, in this way of showing them what's possible because that's not something that just changes their life now. That's something that puts them on an inherently different trajectory for, you know, the rest of their life. Um, And it sounds like it's the same exact thing in these Ignite talks. Like, just you being a role model of what it looks like to just go out and follow the thing that you're passionate about Mm -hmm. and figure out how to make it work. I think is the thing that the world just needs so much more of. Um, so thanks for bringing that. Thanks for bringing your passion. Thanks for bringing your leadership. Um, the other thing that I wrote down as you were talking was like wave maker, like thanks for being a wave maker legitimately. Like, you know, the people that you work with are then feeling empowered and enabled to go out and do the exact same thing in their communities and with their relationships and their friends and their family. Um, so the work that you're doing has ripples, um, and, uh, is making a really big difference.
1: Well, thank you. Wow, that that felt great. <laughs> Do you want to just every yes. morning just send me? Email? Here you go, Ali. Here's the yeah, daily I mean, acknowledgement. I oh man, so, I would t- totally smash that like button. I would <laughs> totally subscribe to that. I'll take all these, please. Oh man, there's a business for you. They're yeah, like no. daily. Who, who cares if it's like a, you know, in robot sending it to you, right? Really yeah. yeah. awesome. Yeah. awesome. Well, thanks, awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you, you for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Love this. You're doing Absolute great. Absolute pleasure. I, I loved every other episode. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Cool.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this show and want to stay up to date on new episodes or other special offers, I'd invite you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if there's ever anything I can do to support you, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. See you next time.